they are God's sons. And I was entrusted with them and I did, and I broke that trust. So I, I've directed a lot of that remorse towards God as well. And as a result of that, the divine love can enter you and actually connects to the reasons why you feel the way you feel. Make sense? Mm. Yeah. And that is the law of mercy. Yeah. Wow. And that's the law that is activated. Um, right. And this is why it's so important to be honest and truthful with yourself. Because if you don't be honest and truthful with yourself, you are now in this space. Mm. Right? So every time you're not honest and truthful with your fears and with what you're creating and all these different things, you are in this phase, you're not in this phase. This phase is a very powerful, rapid phase of progress. This phase is very, very cumbersome and slow way of progress. This is the way that all people on the natural love path generally progress. Does everyone like that makes sense to everyone? What's going on there? So what the term grace, God's grace, is actually a term that's about God's mercy being shown to you because of your Remorse. <coughs> I actually experienced that this morning. Um, while I was in, before I got up out of bed, the boys came to, to my bed, and I actually felt a lot of remorse, and I actually apologised to them yeah. for the damage that I'd caused. Yeah. And I told them I'd caused them lots of damage, yeah. and um, I, you know, I spoke to them about it. And then, yeah, I, ex I experienced a, a wonderful feeling after that. Yeah. I mean, I cried, but yeah. it was not grief or sadness. It was a feeling of joy. It was yeah. a joyous yeah. thing. Because God's basically, as soon as you go into there, there's a law that's activated that allows God to sort of reach into your heart mm -hmm. and grab out the thing that caused you to do that to your voice. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Gracefully. Yeah. And that's a lot less painful. Yeah believe it or not, than doing this. Mm. I did the same with my children. Yep. When they were at a certain age, yep. I apologised to them for everything that I did, had done to them in their lives, knowingly or unknowingly, and just went. Yep. Can I just say something about the unknowingly, though? Mm. This, this will have to always be <coughs> knowingly. <coughs> so, so if there's things that you're not aware of yet that you've done to them, yeah. When you become aware of them, you'll have to go through that process. Yes. Yeah. 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 With God, I mean, not with mm -hmm. your children, mm -hmm. but with God. Yeah, that kind of happened. That yeah. was a long, long time ago. Yeah. You'll become more and more aware of all the knowingly things. Mm -hmm. Like the things that you did unknowingly, but now you know. But now you know. Yeah. And can that work the other way too, to your towards things that are probably done? That you've done to them. It works with things you've done to anybody. Yeah. To anyone. Yeah. Even animals and plants, I mean, right? particularly animals is another area that most people don't look at. It's all about your relationship with God. Sorry? <laughs> Sorry, everything you've eaten? Yeah. Animals. Whether it comes to animals, certainly. Yeah. <laughs> How many are you still eating meat? Pretty much everyone? No. A lot of people are still. There are law of compensation issues associated with eating meat. Mm -hmm. 
that all of you will be going through right now until you get into this place. And as soon as you get into this place, do you think you're going to be eating another bit of meat? I go past a paddock and see a cow in it. There's a place in Alveston that's near a, a um, pet food factory. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah. until somebody told me that those animals on the front were what they used, I, I go past that place, I'll either go South Road or I'm going like this, because if I look and see sheep or a horse or something like that, I get so overcome with grief, I think. Up there, there's mm. just such great sadness. I've got to go past a paddock. I can't follow a, a truck that goes to the abattoirs. Yeah. You know, so there's all, still some more emotion. Yes, there, there is. Really a lot with animals. Yeah. Is that the same with? Because um, you're vegan. Yep. So is that the same like? Every time you abuse an animal for your own advantage. Sorry. Every time. Let me finish the statement. Every time you abuse an animal for your own advantage you are breaking a law of love. So, if you are purposefully keeping a chook and, and its purpose is just to give you eggs, and when that no longer gives you eggs, what do you do with it? Then you are actually breaking a law. So you can reason with yourself that all I'm having is the egg in the end. <laughs> but if you're actually doing that you're breaking a law of love now remember what I said with all of these things what did I say earlier I said you don't need to change any of your behavior intellectually what you need to do is what look at the emotion inside of you now many people eat meat because there's an emotion inside of them where they're not full eating anything else deal with that emotion. Many people eat meat because they haven't yet gone through the moral issues of what it... Like, how many of you are willing to kill a cow yourself? Can you... If you are willing to... That's being honest. It's good to be honest. You're actually in a better position than the people who are not willing to kill a cow themselves. Do you know why? From an emotional point of view, do you know why? Because the rest of you are in denial and you are actually forcing another person to kill for you, you are actually harming them as well as yourself. What about if you've been told by a medical practitioner that you need meat because you're fading away? Yeah, I know what you're told. And uh, no, God. I'm not fading. I'm not fading away. So if I'm fading away not eating meat, there's an emotion that's causing me to do that. You follow me? Now, all of these things are quite confronting, right? Yeah? And the, per the one person who is here who said he'd be willing to kill his own cow is actually the person who is in more of a closer condition, if you like, to God than the person, all of the persons here who were saying that they were asking someone else to do it for them. Go and buy it at the butcher shop. Exactly. Yeah. Right? That is actually even a more damaging thing. You see, and, and it's not until we feel these feelings about these things that we will change. And I used to eat five meals of meat a day. Mm -hmm. right. To be <laughs> So I had to work my way through these issues. Yeah. Yep. And it's not the same with plants. You can eat plants. Well, let's look at the plants. 
How many plants continue growing even if you eat them? Most of them, don't they? Mm. You look at, say, a, a fruit, for example. Yeah. A fruit needs you to eat the fruit before the seed becomes activated, right? Mm. So in actual fact, there are lots of plants that have been made purposely for our consumption or for our healing. But that's not the case with animals. You kill the animal, can it reproduce? Instantly, no. How about the plants that happen, say carrots, you know, the old joke, have you ever heard of carrots? <coughs> you, know, you can have a carrot after it seeds, or you can have one or two carrots seed, and you can have the rest. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So that all of them have this multiplication effect going on constantly. Mm. Yep. And as long as you leave something to reproduce, mm. it's all right. And that makes sense, yeah. doesn't it? Mm. Uh, they're all there for mm. reproduction mm. To, to continue. Like God made abundance in those, in those things. So you will get to a point though where you don't need to eat at all, all right, in your progression. Try that. Yeah. And you will eat. <laughs> yeah, try but I'm talking really, you know, like you, you, we need to eat because of different emotions that are still within us generally. And you can get to a point where you don't need to eat at all, but that doesn't mean you'll stop eating because you'll eat by desire. Right. So, you know, all of you won't go, yeah, I'm a breatharian, you know, it means I'm pretty, I'm pretty developed, right? <laughs> it won't be like that at all. Right? What it will be is that you will feel what you can eat quite, quite easily. You'll know as soon as you're breaking one of God's laws. Right? You'll know. In your heart, you'll know, so you won't do it. You won't have to try to not do it, you'll just not do it. You won't even have, you won't feel drawn to do it either. <coughs> you'll just not do it. Yeah? So if you're drawn to do it, there's an emotion. Go for the emotion. Mm. Don't change your behaviour yet, go for the emotion. Mm. Right? Mm. Same as smoking, same as, same mm. as all these other things. Mm. Go for the emotion. But does that uh, explain what's going on there? Mm. That little eating meat thing's a bit of an aside <laughs> that most people find confronting. <laughs> Who found that confronting? About worrying. Yeah, so the key, the key with that is to not go down the track now of saying, going home and saying, I can't eat meat anymore. Right? Because that wouldn't be a real state, would it? If you still feel like eating meat, but you just tell yourself you can't, then that's not a real state. You need to work through the emotion of what's going on. What's drawing me into that? Maybe it is a belief that, you know, that doctors have told me and I'm convinced of this belief and I'm afraid to even test it. Mm. It could be that. It could be just other, it could be other issues related to all sorts of things. Mm. Yeah? But the important thing is for me to feel my way through it emotionally. Let myself feel it emotionally. Yeah. <sighs> so can you see how like once we get into a state of love, you can you see how lots of things in our life will change? But also, you know, lots of things are going to change around us too, aren't they? Mm. I was talking to a group recently and she asked me how all the pain and suffering, a similar question that was asked earlier, asked, how, asked me why do everybody else keep creating pain and suffering? And I had to say, well, actually you create pain and suffering. Mm -hmm. And she said, no, I don't. And I said, yes, you do. I said, you've got a diamond ring on your finger, haven't you? And she said, yeah. And I said, how many people do you think died to give you that ring? Right. That's a confronting thing to say, isn't it? Mm -hmm. But it's true. Mm -hmm. 
right at this moment on this earth, hundreds and hundreds of people are dying and are being abused to give the Western world guidance. And so is the earth. And so is the earth. And, so is the earth. Yeah. and yet we just think it's a harmless little stone. Is it a harmless little stone that I've just put on my finger? Really? I've actually helped create pain and suffering in the world just by doing it. You see how we can just tune out of things, can't we, here? Can you see that? How many of the girls would like to have a diamond ring on your finger or have got one? Yeah, I don't want to make you feel bad here, right? What I want to help you see is that right now we think we're not creating suffering, but in reality, many of our choices right now are still creating suffering. But there's another adjunct oh, way to the meat as well, because the methane gas that um, they create with all their feces, which is they say sticking holes in our um, ozone layer too. So well, that sounds like a good excuse to have. Yeah, I thought, I thought that's pretty powerful and scientific. That's what I tell people. Yeah. 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 Reduce my carbon footprint. And honestly, the question I'm going to ask you is: Would you kill? A sheep, right now, if you had to eat some meat, would you go out and kill one sheep? No. So if you wouldn't do it, then why are you asking someone else to do it? Mm. Isn't it a very, like, it's a very strong argument, isn't it? Mm. Well, I don't because I don't eat meat. No, I know you don't. Yeah, I don't eat meat. But, yeah. I can't, but, no, it's not, not on my agenda at all. Yeah. But can you see how just that one thing mm. is like, you can see some moral issues in there too, can't you? Mm. Like, I'm actually asking someone else to do what I'm not willing to do for myself. Mm. Is, that, is that love? Mm. No. It's like asking somebody to go and steal something for you or murder someone for you. Yeah, it is. It's the same thing, really. I don't think you have to ask Mr. Wars. I think he's only too happy to do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm not saying you. Of course, because everyone is what? Interested in prostituting themselves for money. Mm. Yeah. 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 How many of us are doing that right now? How many of you are in a job right now that you don't really want to be in, but you're only in it for the money? I was. I was. Yeah. Can you see that that in fact is prostituting myself? I'm doing exactly the same as what a prostitute would do, right? I'm selling myself, selling my body for money. I'm selling my time, my energy, my effort for money. If you feel self-reliant, that's better than the other alternative of just starving to death. Well, well if, I'm, if my law of attraction is working really well, I've dealt with my emotions about mm -hmm. abundance, I'll get everything I need, yeah. and I'll be able to live in my passion about what I'm doing with my work. Yeah. Yeah. Once you get to that stage. Oh, see, see, be careful here. Be careful. See, see what we do. We're saying, oh, I'm not at that stage yet, so I've got to compromise. But you know, the compromise itself causes a law of compensation effect on my soul. Mm. Uh, why? Mm. Just stop compromising. <laughs> Don't compromise anymore and you'll find your law of attraction will change. You know why? Because the instant you stop compromising, you know what will happen? Your emotions as to why you compromise will all be exposed. And if you're brave enough to feel them, you'll feel them all. And when you feel them all, they'll all be gone and your law of attraction will change and you'll get exactly what you need without compromising. That's what will happen. When I gave up my job, I was absolutely terrified. I almost, it was just awful. Mm. Um, but I now have plenty, mm. have enough. Mm. 
and the key is even to work through the emotions so that you can actually attract plenty. And to work through the emotions even further so you actually can attract everything you'd ever desire. Like, but now what's happening for me at times, I just, I'm driving along and think, oh, I feel like this or I feel like that, and lo and behold, within an hour generally it becomes some way. Yeah. I feel, sometimes I say, oh, I feel like, uh, it was mushrooms this morning, wasn't it? Because <laughs> we didn't have enough last night. And we rocked up at Annie's tonight, and she's got this whole book, big things of mushrooms. <laughs> like, you know, this happens all the time. And, and it just will keep on happening for you if you allow yourself to work through the emotions as to why it doesn't happen. Well, how come sometimes you have things in place in your mind, that you, steps that are in your future that you want to happen? <laughs> you, you, once, you've got to take one step, you feel. You've got to take one step before you take another and then another. So if you need to sell your house, and then of course you can change and go... Change, you don't have to be with your job, so you can move away. Okay. Okay, I can do that. Um, I, have a, I have a whole discussion which, uh, which I'm doing in Brisbane in a couple of weeks' time called Creating a Soul Space. And what I mean by creating a soul space is that you actually create a space where your soul can flourish. And if you worry about what it's going to cost you, you won't do it. So my suggestion to all of you is if you worry about what something's going to cost you and you keep putting it off because it's cost, in whatever cost, relationship cost, children cost, parent cost, money cost, security cost, all of those, all of the things are things that will cost you initially. But if you worry about all of those costs, you will not do it. Right? What I'm saying is you put your father first, put God first. All these other things will be added to you. In so much abundance, you'll wonder why did you ever contemplate not doing it. Yes, that's... Right? It'll come to you in so much abundance that you'll wonder, why was I so silly to think that this awesome creator who created all of these universes isn't able to look after one of his children? And you'll wonder how you even got into that state of self-reliance. Is self-reliance one of the things that creates the levels that you the spheres you were talking about before? No, no. All of the levels of the spheres are all created by the amount of love in the soul. So the first person, to um, so give an example, but the first human couple were entered when they entered the world in terms of they were first incarnated. They were in a sixth year state. But as they entered this state of self-reliance, they degraded in their condition and they created the fifth sphere. And then they degraded again in condition and they created the fourth sphere. And when I got into the condition in the first century of, of, of progressing on the divine path, I created the seventh sphere. And I was the first person to enter the seventh sphere. And then I was the first person to enter the first celestial sphere, which is the eighth sphere. Right? So... And then the second person who entered the sphere added their personality to that sphere, and it changed. So initially it just had my personality, which is pretty boring, right? So that was there, and then the second person entered, and then the whole sphere changed, and, I, and both of us then lived in this place where the sphere was totally different, the dimension was totally different because of the two personalities. And then the next one entered, the next one entered, the next one entered, and the, the sphere just continued to change. 
So the truth is with all the creation of the, of the spheres, the dimensions, we're all based on potentiality with regard to love, which is not the same as self-reliance. Oh, so the, the, the next level, so to speak, mm -hmm. the next the, level, the, the next, when we go from here to the next level of sphere. Well, see, yeah, be careful. You, you are already going from sphere to sphere. In your own progression, it's how much love you have in your soul will determine where you arrive in the spirit world. You follow me? So, so if you develop your soul to a third sphere state here on earth, you will arrive in the spirit world in the and third sphere. And that has sphere. nothing to do with self-reliance. No. Developing your soul on the divine path is everything to do with God-reliance. Developing yourself on the natural love path is everything to do with self-reliance. You can get to the sixth sphere, even on earth, in a self-reliant state. Mm. It's very difficult. Nobody's ever done it historically. Yeah, but you can go on the divine love path and you can be in a one condition we got in the eighth sphere on earth mm. and when you pass be in the eighth sphere mm. on that path which is this path. Mm. So I just the thought that I had at the beginning when, when you sort of drew them in the semicircle mm -hmm. was that and you wrote self-reliance underneath I, I thought then that I have this much love and then I pass and so I go on to that first sphere or something like that you go, in, you go into the sphere that matches your yeah. amount of love. No. So if you had an amount of love for the third sphere, you'd go into that mm. rather than the first sphere. How does service relate to um, uh, the particular sphere you're, you're at? You, know, you talk about in the, uh, in the celestial spheres, spheres uh, you, it's, sort of, it's basically all about, apart from your love of God, um, you love your fellow man and you've, you've come back uh, to exhibit that. Yeah. Um, how about uh, people who haven't got up to that stage? You, know, you see a lot of people running around helping others. Um, I'm not quite sure it's out of a heart space or not, but yeah, they're getting brownie points. So. Yeah, no, there's no such thing with God as brownie points. Yeah. <laughs> well, I God, think it is. God knows the true desire of your heart. If your intention to help others is because you need something from them, then it's a first fear state. It's not a state of love, right? So, so we're not talking here. When you say selfless service, yeah, I didn't or, say selfless. Or, no, I'm saying oh, yeah. selfless service or service. Yeah. Don't think that just the act of service is what mm. creates the state, because it doesn't. It's the feeling inside that generates the act of service that creates the state. So you need to have the degree of divine love. In you to want to, to want to do it. Yeah, or natural love. Or natural love. To yeah. want to do it. To want to do it. And it needs to be a real desire. And the trouble is, most a lot of times our desires are fictitious. In other words, I'm helping you because of, of a good feeling I get when I do it. Is that love? Not really. Self-gratification. It? Self-gratification. So what's my motive? Self-gratification. Do you think I'm going to be in a good state of love in that state? No. Right? See, this is where it comes down to being really honest with yourself, you see? Yeah? It's a matter of being really honest with yourself. Yeah. Anyway, many of you are getting tired now. So it's time, I think, to finish. And I, I'm glad to have the opportunity to have met you all. And I'm so glad that you've been listening so attentively as you have as well. And I hope you've enjoyed the information that you've got. I just want to say one thing, some things about the DVDs, or the CDs that I've given you. These are data CDs for a computer. They're not sound CDs. 
say, data CDs. On them, there are two directories or two folders. One folder is called Divine Love, one folder is called Natural Love. In those folders are thousands and thousands of channeled messages about the two different forms of love. Right? One on the Divine Love, there's a whole series of messages called the Paget messages, which are all channeled, which were channeled by a group of spirits, including myself, about from a hundred years ago. Then, then there were, then there's a number of books that are read like novels, but are all about divine love as well, written by Robert James Lees. And there's some things that I've written since about those things in that path. On the natural love stuff, there's a heap of things about metaphysical things about the spirit universe. So just lots of different information of what the spirit universe looks like in different states. And lots of really good uh, experiences, personal experiences of channeled information. Some of them are nearly 200 years old, right the way through to present. Right? So there's lots of information on there for you. If you want to find out more about God and the divine love path, look at the divine love material. If you want to find out more about you know, what the spirit world looks like and feels like for a spirit living there and all those kind of things, look at the natural love material. So this is all the stuff that's on the website, is it right? It's more than what's on the website. More I think, than on the, the website. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, put, I've tried to put as much as possible. And as, as I'm finding more and more channeled material around the earth that's old, that's not published anymore, I'm putting it on, these, on each new CD that we cut. So... And also, are you making a DVD of tonight? Uh, yes, there's been a recording of tonight. So if you'd like to replay that recording. And Peter Hitlon, which is a man in Queensland, is, is getting all of the DVDs made up for us. Yeah. And all you need to do is put your name down, I think, on one of those order forms at the back. I don't know much about all that because I don't have much to do with any of that stuff. And it's just what other people are doing because they like to get the material out to others. Um, It'll, it'll probably take about a month until this one's ready. That's right. It takes about a month. It takes about a month yeah. to get them ready because they've got to be sent to a person yeah. to do all the copying and everything else. And that applies to all, even what we do up at the Sunshine Coast and what I've been doing in other locations, they're all generally recorded and uh, they're all available. All of them are like home videos, so they're all pretty basic, although the quality of some newer ones are getting very good because there's now a professional person in Queensland who's doing a lot of it for us for it with his own he's volunteering his time. The cost of the DVDs are pretty they're pretty much cost price with a bit extra added on so that we can give some free ones out as well. So that uh, but I don't handle any of those things and none of that money goes to myself either. It all goes elsewhere. Yep. So if my name's on the list the email list or whatever. I'll be notified, or I should follow it up myself, or what? Uh, <laughs> follow it up. You could just follow it up yeah, with us yeah. Yeah. in a month's time. Yeah, yeah. What Peter will do, whenever new ones are available, normally he sends out a new list of what's available. If you want to go on my own email list, um, which I do email, I do general emails to everyone to let them know what's going on around the things. And it's not much lately, because I'm doing more personal work with people than and work on the computer, but um, you can also put your name down to go on those lists as well. Actually, anyone that's been on our um, email list has probably got um, AJ's last email out because we forwarded it on to oh, everyone. Right. Yeah. So his email address is on it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So if you want to be on an email list, just email me.
or did not put you on the list. I don't send out anything other than what's going on around sort of a location in terms of these kind of things. And, uh, and also some things that I write about divine love and some principles about divine love. Sometimes I send those out, but I haven't sent any recently because I've been doing more of these kind of sessions. See, yeah. so you're not going to get an email every week from me. <laughs> <laughs> or perhaps even every month. Mm -hmm. AJ, when you go overseas, do you do this sort of stuff? Yeah. Okay. <coughs> Some groups are large-ish, you know, like you know, a few hundred or so. Other groups are small like this. Yeah. I'll go anywhere where uh, anyone has a desire to hear the truth, uh, basically. Mm. Yeah. So, um, and I... And, I'm just trusting my law of attraction to keep providing me the funds so that I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's been lovely meeting you. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you.